Hey, hey, hey. I feel like Pharrell because we are optimistic. It's a Friday. Thank you so much for having us on. Without the Pharrell and without the, what's that song called? Blurred Lines vibe. All of that out the door. Very good morning to you and thank you so much for having us on. My name is Sia Sangwenifin. This is cliffcentral.com and more importantly, well, not more importantly, but you know what I mean. This is Untapped Talent. So it's quite an interesting show that we have today. So a couple of weeks ago, we had Phil D in studio, who's a musician and he really has such an awesome story. Um, pity because traffic wasn't on his side. He, we ended up having like a brief few minutes with him and that definitely was enough. So I made a promise. I said, most definitely when he's free it's all freed up he can definitely come back into studio but knowing that all these rising stars that i have in studio with me every single week have chaotic schedules i'll be skyping full <laughs> in the next few minutes and of all casual places just casually talking to him as he's in hong kong just about to go on stage literally uh he actually gave me like a final time that he can chat to me so he says not later than quarter to 10 because i'll have to go for sound check and go on to stage so that's quite impressive um i'll be chatting to him about his career you know he's just released a new single it's titled colors but more than that he's had a very interesting story a life story thus far you know entering idols he's had um some corporate gigs as a musician in South Africa as well, and then his extraordinary story of moving abroad as well uh, with the Lion King musical. So I'm very, very excited to chat to him in just a bit. But first, I thought, let's devote some time to actually having a little catch-up with some of my previous guests, because not to sound vain or pompous or very full of myself or anything, but <laughs> I have awesome guests who go on and accomplish awesome, awesome stuff. So I'll be chatting to Audrey Chabalal in just a bit. Remember her? She's a model who joined me on my show as she was fundraising to go to um, America uh, with a competition and to be cited, etc., etc. So uh, she'll give us an, an, an update about how her trip went and who she saw, you know, did she make the right impressions with the right people. So it'll be cool to chat up with her. And then... I last chatted with to these guys on the 26th of November. That's like a good couple of months ago. Uh, now that we're actually past, uh, goodness, it's the 31st of August today. We're like more than halfway through the year. So I want to find out because they actually have a gig on tonight in Johannesburg. It's at the Stanley Beer Yard. So I want them to chat about that. They go by the name of the Oh So Serious. So cool stuff on the show today. If you do want to add anything onto the conversation, you, you know you can always message us on WeChat on our Cliff Central official account. It's Cliff Central. Type connect and message to show. Otherwise, you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com or at c underscore sf. Right? We're on the good road. So let's get straight into it. This is Untapped Talent. And so um, let's try and get Audrey on the line. And I'm very, very excited to chat to her. She is on the line. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Sia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Awesome. It's not too early. It's not too early for you, right? <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> and you aren't still jet lagged from America, right? <laughs> Sorry? You aren't jet lagged from America still, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're in the same time zone, so it's fine. So Audrey, listen, there's a lot that's happened with you in the last couple of weeks. You just came back from your amazing journey in New York and Orlando and Florida as well. So it was an amazing trip. How do you even begin to encapsulate what this was all about after all of the months of fundraising and the hard work and the persistence you put into this trip? What does it mean to finally have gone through all of this? 
<laughs> wow, it's actually a big deal to me. It's, yeah. I, like you're saying, it's just too hard to explain. It's amazing. You go there and you're just like, wow, is it happening? Is it not happening? Yeah. And you're just like, I don't really know. And you have to get to that feeling where you're just like, it's finally happening. And just, yeah, experience, feel the experience, just leave it. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't really have words to... Still explain. stuck with it's no words. Eh? How many times yeah. did you have to pinch yourself throughout the whole trip? Because you were attending a few workshops and seminars there in between the showcasing as well. Um, but it, it's a culture shock. And more than that, it's something, you know, I think we can all relate on when you have your heart set on something so much and so badly and then it finally happens. I'm sure you had to pinch yourself a couple of times, didn't you? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. The line is pretty bad. Okay, are we back? Can you hear us probably now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, awesome. So let's just chat uh, more especially. I know you made it into the top five in the photography category. How did you get yourself in there? Wow. (laughs) It 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 was just something else, Hathia. I They look through your pictures and they look at your portfolio. And as you perform throughout, you go on stage, they look at when they take pictures, they look at those the pictures they take of you without makeup, of you with makeup. So they just look at everything. Yeah. They look at you when you're uh, going for your interviews, when you're, when you're just addressing faces. There's just people everywhere looking at you. And they just want to see, oh, is she photographic? Oh, is she not? Yeah. And you just end up in that in that category. I, d- I really didn't expect it. It came as a surprise to me. I was just like, wow. Because when they called my name, I- I remember just sitting there and then everyone was just like, hey, it's you. It's you. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. Well, okay. well, clearly so you exciting. definitely made an amazing impression because you even received a call back, right, with a casting agency in LA? Yes, yes, I did. It's uh, Beltier Casting. It's for acting, surprisingly, funny enough, because I went there for modeling and I got started for oh, wow. uh, acting. So, yeah, because I did my monologues and my TV commercials, they all fall under acting. Yeah. And the social casting thing just started me. And for me, it was a, a big highlight. And yeah. I, I just told them, okay, this is just so amazing. I need to work on my acting as well. So I came back home so I can have classes and be more confident in my acting, be more confident in the craft as well. Because my first thing, my main thing was modeling. And when acting just came and a lot of castings and casting directors that I saw for my open interviews, they just told me, we think, we saw you on stage, we think you should go for acting. And it was so surprising. It was just like, what? Okay. <laughs> and yeah, but it's just amazing. So I'm back. I'm going to work on my acting and yeah, and keep my, um, uh, my agency bedside about how my acting is going and you never know maybe i'll be in la in a year or two yeah that's what i was saying because now this is serious a lot of people dream for an opportunity like this to finally say okay coolio thank you uh but i'm pursuing the arts and more especially i'm pursuing the arts in la of all places so does this mean you have like the right foot in the right door for the future yeah yeah definitely it's been an eye-opening experience, and I've learned a lot. I mean, even 
this that I met I met more casting agencies than Belgium, just Belgium. I met Slick Model, I met Curves, I met a lot of them and they just said, just keep us updated with whatever you're doing and so it's more of me having connections that side, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just a trip that has opened a lot of uh connections that side and I'm very grateful and I and, and I still I was when you called me this morning it was just like oh see I see this been with me throughout this journey. I mean when no <laughs> when a lot of people didn't put me on radio and say, yeah. um we think you got it before I even got a penny that I raised here yeah. and they're saying, I think you can do it. This is just awesome and you were very excited for me. And I'm very grateful for that. I just want to thank you for that opportunity. No, listen, it's the absolute least we can do. And I also follow you on Instagram. It's one of those people who you always see their posts and you're like, there's some people you follow and they put all these like, um, motivational, aspirational person. You're like, oh, get over yourself. But you, you know, I, I think like a couple of days ago, you posted something about working for Victoria's Secret one day. And I was like, yes, <laughs> it is Audrey and she can make it happen. So we're absolutely so proud of you. You know, all the best for the future. I can't wait to see what you're going to carry on and continue doing, you know. So from my side and on cliffcentral.com as well, you know, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. And of course, all the best for the future, Audrey. Thank you so much, Pia. And thank you to everyone who's been supporting me. And, oh, yes, I entered a competition. It's a Marie Claire um, competition. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Just find out on how you can vote for me. It has to do with modeling and everything. Please. Awesome thank stuff. You. <laughs> so on Instagram, it's Instagram, of course, and then it's Audrey Chabalala. That's your handle. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you so so much, Audrey. And keep well, hey, right? Thank you so much, Yeah, Have a wonderful day. Awesome, awesome. Cheers, cheers. You see, like, you can't help but, like, start off a day with that. Now I feel like I've done something good in the day, and I, more especially, I'm so super excited for her. It's one thing, you know, to have someone in your show and they tell you their life story, but it's another when you can see the absolute immense passion, like, coming from their eyes, and they really go out there and they want to pursue it, and they're really serious about it. So, like, hey. Chuffed about life and right now. <laughs> that was uh, Ori Javalan on Untan Talent. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? So we're now moving on right on Untapped Talent. Uh, I last spoke to these guys a couple of months ago. They're from the band The Oh So Serious. They're a folk band. Um, and the last time I had a chat with them, they were telling us about, you know, just being on stages like Opi Kopi and Splashy Fan. It's one of those things where they're really kind of cool guys. And when I heard that they're performing this evening as well, I was like, hey, how about I have them on the show too? Just a little catch up. I'm dubbing this like the catch up hour. Some of these stories, you know, it's all good. And while I chat to these people, then you you need to know where are they now and how are things going for them. And so one of those people, he, you know, I don't know whether to give him like his government name or should I give him his cool name, but I'm going to expose the government. It's Rian. Morning, Rian. Morning, Sia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Okay. So are we going by Rian or the future this morning? <laughs> Well, it remains to be seen, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Quite mysterious as well. Rian, listen. So I last chatted to the guys of the Oso series, like very specifically on the 26th of November last year. Um, So what's been going on in the last couple of months with the Oso series? 
Well, um, we're the one thing that is really high up in our minds is um, well, it's our album that's coming out and um, and our landwide tour. But in the meantime, uh, we've had a lot of very successful and um, progressive gigs, and uh, some of them which were recorded. And we really watch. Uh, we love watching ourselves. Um, so that that was great. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and also, uh, you know, you you remember last time how you know, you had this long list of musicians that you had to <laughs> that you had to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. So the band is so fluid that you know that even even that's changed. You know, some some extra musicians have joined us, um, which has really uh, uh, helped with the um, movement moving forward of the sound of the band. Um, yeah, we don't really know where it's going, but it, it seems to be happening by itself. Yeah. Okay, and how how's the process been like in actually creating the album now? Uh, it was quite, it was a long pro, pro, process. Uh, it's actually um, well, the recording itself was rather quick, but then um, was it like one it big was, jam session? <laughs> that was that was a previous album. Okay, uh, which was yes, that was the, the album which was recorded at Twelve on Saint Malkaday, uh-huh. and that was over a weekend, a very very intensive. Uh, huge band playing together until the wee hours in the morning and getting the songs down live, which is very rare these days. You know, normally we track things, you know, one by one, uh, instrument by instrument. Uh, so we did that because you'll, you'll probably hear this, this album is a lot more, um, sort of a bit more refined. So we decided to go back to the tracking process uh-huh. and each instrument was done, was done individually. And we did um, a more subtle sort of mastering and mixing thing, which took an hour long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, we wanted to time it so it built up with uh, with the tour and um, the uh, big gigs that are happening right around, around now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, le- actually, now that you've mentioned the tour, let's talk about that because I'm very, very chuffed with you guys about this. It's the Lo-Fi Hoax Tour. Did I pronounce it correctly? Correct, yeah. There we go. And it's L-O... So for the low, FI for the FI, and HOAX, of course, for the hoax tour. It kicks yes, off yes, this evening. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this evening. Yes, it kicks off uh, tonight, the 31st of July, at the Stanley Bear Yard in Johannesburg. And so you're going around the country, really. Yes. So tonight, yeah, tonight is a big kickoff, and really we'd like everybody to be there. It's a free gig, and it starts at 8, and it's a wonderful place, and there's wonderful people. It's always really, really... It's a whole new musical experience, um, even for us every time. I mean, you don't get many places where everybody dances on the table halfway through the gig. You know, ah. it's, it's really wonderful, and they, it's very interactive. You know, the audience is—it's it, unlike any other gig you'll ever go to. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be really. We all actually look scared. Like I was speaking to Dan <laughs> the other day. I was, we're really a little bit scared. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't mean in terms of stage We're just like it's just that energy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's huge, you know, it's so much fun. It's, it's this trip that you go on. It's, uh, it's an incredible drug. And yeah, we'd really invite you all to be part of that tonight. It's going to be wonderful. What can the audience, audience expect from this tour, from you guys specifically? So the tour, uh, I thought, of, first of all, it's a landwide tour, which kicks off after Opikopi, where we're playing as well. Uh huh. And, uh, we're going all over. We're going to, there's a few Natal gigs in Durban and everything, uh, Free State. Small town Karoo gigs like Niva Festa and Prince Albert. Mm-hmm. Then we got Cape Town and uh, Tilbach gigs, and then the coast Meisner. Yeah, uh, but they must just go onto the Facebook page and see and see all the dates. It's going to be really really 
I feel like you guys are hitting every single venue possible. Umtlanga, Bloemfontein, Bethlehem, uh, Cape Town, Pringle Bay, Prince Albert, mm. Port Elizabeth, Grahamstown, you name it, they're there. So <laughs> you do yeah, not no, want no, to miss no. out. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people get more information on the tour and on the band in general? It's best to go on Facebook, VO So Serious. Uh huh. And uh, the Twitter is at VO So Serious. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, and that's that's about the best place. And there's you know there's there's very detailed uh, information about each gig. Um, they can contact us there. They can email us. But uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And the, the cool thing is, this doesn't happen very often. But we're managing to tour with the full band, which means. You know, we've got a, a whole wide range of musicians. There's a saxophone player, you know, the accordion. We've got our drummer, who's the coolest cat in town, also coming with us. Um, so um, it's, it's going to be a, a really special, special thing for a landwide tour. You know, uh, really pulling off, pulling all the stops. Well, listen, Rian, all the best, hey, with the tour, mm. with the album, everything that you guys will touch. I hope, you know, wish you nothing but the best. I was just, you oh, know, no. thinking there's, it's, it's one thing to support you guys. Then it's another, as soon as you guys are about to kick off your tour, then I get sick. It's like, what am I meant to do? Mm. So I won't be there this evening. It's something that's absolutely horrible. Once you're sick over a weekend, you just feel like an 80 year old widow. <laughs> so I'll be sitting in, bl- wrapped up in blankets at home this evening but i wish you nothing but the best have enough fun on my behalf okay (laughs) okay now let's not have too much of a bromance on air (laughs) but (laughs) as a little change from last time when we had a face-to-face but all right okay yeah so at least there are advances in that (laughs) sense uh but thank you so much for being on untapped talent this morning (laughs) all the best eh? cheers cheers rian yes cliffcentral.com
and then and think about the things that God has done for you. I know it seems the neighbors got everything better, but somebody's thinking the same about you. So get your head out of the comparison tank and start to realize that you were bigger than this. Cause God has bigger plans than you can ever imagine. The battle you were facing shouldn't hold your back. Oh, try to be yourself and stop comparing to others. Cause that'll never build you either. Only destroy you. Your biggest enemy is always living inside. No matter what it seems, just remember. That's the new one from Phil D. It's titled Colors. Listen, now I'm very chuffed to speak to him. I have to say that if anything comes out of this, not to make it all about me, it's that I'm a man of my word. A few weeks ago, uh, Phil was actually in studio, but he came in just like a few minutes before the show wrapped up because of traffic. And I said, listen, dude, you have an awesome story, so I cannot just let you leave like that. Um, I'll have to get you back somewhere somehow. It's one of those things. And so I'm very excited to chat to him. He's joining us via Skype, a man who's very, very busy, who's just about to go um, on, on, on stage, really, just at like quarter to 10, if I'm not mistaken. Phil, good morning or slash good afternoon. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, good afternoon on my side. Okay. Good morning to you. Yes. What time is it there? Uh, 3.26. Okay, 3.26. We're well into the afternoon in Hong Kong. Listen, you're just about to go on stage. It's the Lion King, the musical, starring as Simba. Let's just get into Phil's mind right now. What do you, what are you basically up to now? Do you have to stretch? Are you doing vocal warm-ups? Has someone given you your Roy Boss tea, which is like stirred anti-clockwise? What does a thespian (laughs) like Phil do right now? Well, I I was expecting this call, so I did what I would be doing now already. Um, I usually do voice warm up in the house before I t- before I leave for work. Okay. Uh, and when I that's that's my first that's the first part of voice warm up for me. Uh, just in case anybody wants to say anything to me in the bus and I don't ignore them because my voice is too dried up. Um, but I get to work and I just do the second part of my voice warm up, which is a, a range expansion. And then a uh, few minutes before the show, before sound check, actually, I do body stretches and a bit more voice warm ups and get ready for the show. Drink a lot of water. Hmm. In 
Okay, Phil, you know, because I think secretly I've just always wanted to be, you know, to have enough talent to be like a stage star. So I'm going to live vicariously through right. you in this interview. Do you have your own dressing room? <laughs> well, it's not my own dressing room. I share the dressing room with about 20 or so other yeah, guys. No, uh-uh. that has to change. I think you deserve your own dressing room. You deserve yeah. a, like a star oh, on, God. yeah, you deserve like a star on the door. Cause you know, we're just going to, yeah. Let, let me tell you the cool part in, <laughs> in place of a star on the door. Yeah. I have my name at the top of my drawer and I have, um, my own dressing station, which is right at the corner of the room. So it's not in between the other, mm. the other cast members. Okay, we'll sort of make that count. Do you have at least like the we mirror? Make it count. Yeah, do you have the mirror with the light bulbs around it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> that's it. That's good enough. <laughs> that's good enough for me. <laughs> so listen, Phil, we just uh, debuted Star uh, Colors right here on CliffCentral.com. Uh, and I have to say, it's one of those easy listening uh, songs, but the more you listen to it, the more you actually realize it's not just a feel good song, but there's actually a message behind it as well. Um, let's talk about the process you went through in creating the song. Was it all you? Did you also write it as well? Um, I wrote the song. Um, it's my, it's, it's my baby, but I, I think I just, I just happened to be blessed with a, an awesome producer who knew a lot of musicians. And when he brought them in, he created the idea that I exactly had for my song. Yeah. Um, the the thought process and and the, um, the the inspiration behind the song was when I first did South African Idols. I was part of a boy band in the um, uh, group stages, and when I came out of Idols, uh, we all came out at different stages. But after we all came out, we tried to see if we could push the boy band thing post Idols. Yeah. Um, the only challenge with that was I came out first in the competition. The other two guys came out well after. So they their names were, had already become, been more um, established. To household a certain extent. names, yeah. You know, yeah, more established and, and stuff like that. So wherever we went, I wasn't as recognized as they were. Um, and that, that kind of got to me eventually. Um, but when I looked back, um, I realized allowing myself to be to to be basking in this in the shade or in the in the sun of other people's fame uh-huh. and other people's successes and achievements um made me miss out on the little blessings that i had yeah um it kind of denied me of giving the world the best of me because all i wanted to work on was see if i could fit into this very famous two two boy group you know because it was supposed to be three, but I was the guy who was the brains in the group creating the songs, but never getting the spotlight, really. Um, so so I then sat down and I thought, wait, it's it's not about black or white or blue. It's really about what God's given to you, you know? And that's how um, the first few lines of then, Colors was born, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then further into the second verse, I, I realized, look, if you count your blessings, you name them one by one and think of all the things that God's done for you. It, it, it's Sometimes it seems like your neighbor's got everything better than you do. But think about this. There's somebody out there who is thinking the exact same thing about you. And I always say that the way you face your challenges, the way you face your battles, can actually be a motivation or an inspiration to somebody out there. 
Yeah, because it's all about, you know, at the end of the day, you can't help it. You always compare yourself. But as soon as you compare yeah, yourself yeah. to others, you never, it's, you never like base it on truth. It's just your idea yeah. of what Joe Soap next to you might have. But, you know, yeah. something that stands out with me is that truly then, Singing for you is not just a pastime. Singing for you is not just something, oh, yeah, I do have the vocal abilities to do it, so let me just do it. It clearly means a lot more to you. Because you started singing at the age of 11. Yeah, right about then, yeah. And what was that first thing that drew you to singing? Um, I think 11 is round about the age I, as far back as I can remember. Probably started singing before that, but... Um, as far back as I can remember, what I know is when I got on stage, the first time I got to sing in front of people, it was really because, I mean, I was a kid back then. Yeah. It was really because we were in a in a scripture union group gathering and this one girl came on, I think she, she was way out of her mind. She went in front of people and sang Miss California. You remember the song? Miss California. Well, listen, now that I, yeah. you're a musician, you have to sing a bit of that for us because I don't know that. <laughs> no man i don't really remember the, the, the words in the song but the melody went something like jesus california oh yes okay yeah when you said miss california i thought it was like a nice i thought yeah i thought it was like a nice wholesome song but then i remember miss california it's like a little rap song okay so singing a rap song in church goes down well yeah yeah she did that, and then I thought, you know, and I know what this gathering is for, and I see nobody else is going to stand up. So while she's singing this song, let me try write something based on what we've learned today in this gathering. Okay. So five, five, ten seconds, started writing something. In a minute, I was done. I went to stage. I still remembered the melody to the song, and I sang something nobody had ever heard. I had never sang before. And that was the first time I'd actually written and sung a song in front of people. And just that instantly. song, and just that songwriting process, did that come like second nature? Did it become second nature? It kind of became second nature for me. Um, look, I love reading books. I love writing. Yeah. I, I love telling stories. I, I, I keep a journal because I always look back on the day. But that for me, which is more or less the same reflection I have on colors as well, is I love to poetically tell the reality of life. Mm. Um, I, I know I know we love to be entertained. I know we love to have fun and stuff. So what I try to do is incorporate the excitement of it all, the fun of it all, the entertainment of it all into reality um, and tell the story as it is. Try by all means to be poetic in 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 all that I do. So yeah, writing became second nature. The more I did it, yeah. So there you were. You were eleven years old. You're like, okay, this little songwriting thing. I think I got it down. How did that move as you transitioned in school and your teenage years? How did more of your experiences go into songwriting? Um, it was it was. It was, and it's been quite a great adventure. Um, I moved from from acapella groups to solo singing, playing a guitar from one string to chords. Yeah. Uh, I moved to um, singing alone on stage, bigger stages uh, with time. But what I remember well is um, the more the more time I spent in acapella groups, I got a chance to write songs for the groups. 
I got the chance to coordinate the learning of songs for the groups. So the more time I spent with these guys, the more I got to understand the the melody coordination of voices and groups and in music in general. And then the more time I spent singing covers in places like Signature Restaurant in Santon, yeah, I also got to learn the power of relevance and resonance. That uh, there there's a reason why Luda Vandross music is still resonating with people today. There is a, there's a reason why Lionel Richie music is also still resonating with people today. Mm-hmm. So all those things became lessons for me, and I took more time to dig into those things and see what made their music so great, and that's helped me in writing music and creating talent, yeah. So you've mentioned the likes of Luther Vandross and Lionel Richie. Are those the people and inspirations that you kept around you growing up as well? Um. Funny enough, growing up, I was very cons- I was very conservative, uh, all because I wanted to impress my mother. So I listened to but a lot of But how more conservative can you get than, hello, is it me? Oh. <laughs> that is the definition <laughs> of conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, see, you cannot be <laughs> that, that's That's my Lionel Richie knowledge. That's as far as it extends. I'm not a, a Lionel Richie oh. fan per se. I know I might get vilified for it, but who are the other people that you looked up to within the industry? No, wait. I must. I must tell you. Wait. <laughs> well, I mean, I, growing up, I listened to a lot of Sipo Makavane. I listened to a lot of Sipo Makavane. Believe it or not, I listened to Rebecca Malope just celebrated at the time. Yeah. Um, and then I I kind of opened up my wings and I started listening to a lot of hip hop and R and B. Uh, gospel hip-hop R&B, motivational hip-hop R&B, things that made sense and had an influence to my life. Um, I also started listening to Bruno Mars. Um, I listened to Michael Jackson. I listened to Lionel Richie. I listened to Bobby McFerrin. I listened, wow. to my, I listened to so many people right across the circles of music, different ranges. So the interesting thing now that stands out is the common thread throughout all these artists that you mentioned, and that is the message or the power of, you know, thought or yeah. what the song actually makes you feel. So it's not necessarily about good, just a flat out good time song. And we aren't dissing anyone who's going out there just for a club jammer, but it's, it's more about the message that a song uh, can spread. So I, I'm, I'm guessing sure. that's definitely sure. something that's you take very seriously. Phil, do we still have you? Okay, let's let's do this because it's, it's very important. For oh, me. there we it go. Is very important. I mean, why would anyone? Yeah, hello, Phil. Can you? Hello. Yeah, let's just not get you moving around a bit. Just as long as we're stationary, then we can hear you well. Okay, no, I'm I'm in one position here. Yeah. Awesome. Uh huh. So we were just touching on the fact. So I was saying. Yeah, I, I think I think for me it is very important that the music that I do is is resonant and is. Is, is powerful in that sense. I love for people to listen to my music and have fun. Yeah. But I also love for people to to um five months from now, seven years from now, still listen to the same song and say, This is deep. This is beautiful. Um I wouldn't want my song I wouldn't want to create a song for summer and then people dance for summer yeah. and then in winter it's pointless, you know? Or listen to it in winter, cuddle up and have fun, but forget about it in summer. That's we we don't want to go there. So then, where do you draw the line between I am 
a songwriter and I have a particular message and I want to spread that. And the the other side, which is I have an audience to please and I want to cater for them and I want them to enjoy. Oh, where do I draw the line? <laughs> that is, okay, that, that has to be the most difficult question I've had. Um, where do I draw the line? I, in, in my case, I, because I do not draw a line as to who I want to listen, who I want yeah. to be my audience. Um, I've, I haven't really taken that kind of question into consideration, but I can make reference to music that I've heard and see where the line is. The line is usually in when someone decides, okay, I'm going to pick this genre and then I am going to sing this much kind of content in my music. Yeah. That way they've already picked an audience and they've already picked um the kind of people that they want to be their audience to listen to that kind of music. In my case, what I do is I know I have a message to share. So I look for the best possible medium to trans- transfer that news, that that message. Um, it can be, uh, although I always do prefer my kind of genre, which is what I did with Colors, which is contemporary hip hop R and B. But if if for that kind of message, hip hop and R and B does not work, then I'll pick something else. So for you, you wouldn't necessarily say that you have the full D audience defined. Um. That would make me sound like I'm just shooting in all directions, but I I could take that 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 stance. Yes. Uh huh. But ideally, who would you like to sit and listen and enjoy your music? Do you even have a picture of them okay. in the, in your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I I play my song, every time I um have friends dancing to my music, I imagine I imagine kids. I imagine uh, teenagers. I imagine young adults. Okay, okay. I'm starting to get a whole nice and and those and and those young at heart, of course. Young at heart. That's the most important thing. I, I'm now starting to get a nice picture of who Phil D really is. So, listen, we have to talk <laughs> about the interesting and big deal, which is you playing Simba in The Lion King. Let's talk about that journey. Where did it all begin? Um, the second time I did South African Idols, I made it to top 16. And when you get to top 16, they group you guys into fours. Um, and then they, they allocate, um, um, a publicist, uh, courtesy of Mnet. And then, uh, that person is supposed to brief you on how to take care of your social networks, how to deal with your social media, what not to say and what to say and things like that. So the guy that was allocated to me, um, I won't mention his name, but um, after Idols, we we became good buddies. So I then say to him, look, you are probably the best thing that Idols has given me. Um, So all I'm asking for is I need help. I need help in expanding my wings and spreading my wings and expanding my horizons and and my, my territory. So if you can help me to grow in that in that way, so that um, when 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 whenever anything comes up, whether it's acting, singing, dancing, help me because I just want to be in the arts. That's all. Yeah. And he said to me, "Okay, I'll I'll, I'll do that." One day he gave me a call, and he said, um, 
Hey, I saw I saw dates for um, Lion King auditions. They're looking for vocalists and bass line on the 27th of September. So why don't you just try it out? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Um, I'll do that. So I went there. And they made me sing, uh, I sang that. Um, I would have said yes, too. They, they, just based on that, I would have said yes. <laughs> I would have cast you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the trick behind it is it keeps okay. going up. So it's it's like then he goes and at Thanks. Some point, this is doing wonders for my self esteem. Thank you very much, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I will score you, buddy. You'll be alright. Thank you. Um <laughs> I can still sing so, Mary yeah, Had a Little Lamb. I can hold that in tune, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> so, so there you are, yeah, at baseline, uh huh. Yeah, the so baseline auditions, but did that one phase, and then they gave me a CD, they gave me lyrics, and they asked me to go learn, um, uh, wherever you told me to be there, whenever I needed you. Um, wow. Um, and then I learned, I didn't take that seriously because I thought, wait, I mean, this is a very big audition. They probably only pick people that they have worked with before, you know? So I didn't take it so seriously. And then I went back for the callbacks. I wasn't really ready. I'd prepared for the song on my way to the audition, to the callback. I get there, Obab Duma say to me, um, you, you're not serious. Okay, so we have about three minutes. Okay. I've been called for sound check. Three minutes um, to stage. I feel like a director myself now. <laughs> <laughs> so he called me in and, and he said, you need to learn the song and come back tomorrow. Uh-huh. I was the only one who came back the next day. And then after singing, they asked me to, they asked me to, um, say those lines. Um, uh, don't worry, Nala, I'll protect you. King's unafraid of anything. At that time, I didn't know why they asked me to say it, so I just said it. I was like, don't worry, Nala, I'll protect you. King's unafraid of anything. And then he said, no, man, give it that young energy. Give it that, you know, give it that teenager arrogance. So, yeah, I still failed, but eventually they got, they gave me the job six months later. Um, and eventually... Only when I got here did I realize I'm supposed to be an actor, and uh, and and I've grown, I've grown. So now I can say that line way better. I'll be saying that today as well. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm not one to sound all cheesy, but look at that. Our interview began with us citing that you're actually in Hong Kong in your dressing room right now, and talk about a full circle, a circle of life, as you now have to wrap up and go on stage. <laughs> I just had to bring that in there. Listen, uh, Phil, I don't want to take any more of your time. You do have to focus and concentrate as you're about to go on stage. But thank you so much for being on the show, hey? Thank you so much for just giving us your no, pearls of wisdom. And what a story, hey? Yeah, thank you for having me. If you still want to stay online, I can uh, connect you to uh, an American friend of mine. But the only problem, though, is you will barely hear him because uh, when I do soundcheck, the music is on the whole house, even backstage. Oh, wow. Okay, no, no, no. We won't disrupt uh, disrupt or interrupt uh, any further. Listen, you go on and you have a great time there. But listen, what can we expect from you soon in the future? Um, I am in talks with a uh, uh, Hong Kong-based Asian uh, visual productions company that's oh, wow. going to be helping me produce the video for Colors. 
So, that okay listen i don't know where you will be in the world but definitely untapped talent will have to know first and we'll chat about it okay is that a deal of course <laughs> deal. thank you full d all the best for the future hey keep well brother thanks a lot Saya. cheers cheers well, look at that. That is quite a story. What a cool guy. And in Hong Kong, casually in his dressing room, yes, he may not have a gold star on his door, but he has a little mirror with the light bulbs. And I think that's cool enough. And that is what we're all about, right here on Untapped Talents. Ah, let me just bask in the coolness of Phil D. Cliffcentral.com. Untapped Talent on Cliffcentral.com. So there you have it. It is, uh, I, I dubbed it the catch-up show this morning. We caught up with uh, Audrey Chabalala and her trip in America and all the cool stuff that she was getting up to. And I told her this, I think, during our interview as well. Of Like, listen, when it's time to accept that Oscar or whatever great award, if Sia's mentioned or Untapped Talent or Cliff Central, just somewhere in the vicinity, we'll be very, very happy and chuffed with that. And also I got to touch up with the band The Oh So Serious as they kick off their um, nationwide tour this evening at uh, the Stanley Beer Yard in Johannesburg. So if you're in the area, it's a free gig. Go out there to Friday nights, the end of the working week and ushering in the weekend. The perfect way to do it is with them. It's a folk band. will be nice and chilled. It will be a fun time as well. So you definitely want to just pop by then, make it a good time. But um, And then, of course, uh, caught up with Phil D as well because he's a cool guy. Just casually in Hong Kong, I still can't get over that. You know, I always say I think I was meant to slightly be born in the 70s or something because I I still marvel at all modern technology and how uh, just little, little old me sitting in Johannesburg, South Africa, and there he is on the other side of the world about to kick off a show in Hong Kong as he stars as Simba in the Lion King musical. And we also played his latest single, Colors. So what awesome people to chat to. And that's exactly what the show is about. But in turning a different little corner, and I don't want to sound like the little downer in the day, but if this is a platform about shining on things that truly matters, yes, we usually focus on these rising stars but i think also with young people it is our responsibility at the end of the day to speak out on things that truly matter and to speak out on things that we are passionate about in the hopes of going out there and making a difference and so one of those things for me is the story that has been on definitely many a timeline this week but i don't think has raised enough awareness and a lot of people don't know about this so i'm just going to mention a name and let me see if you personally know it how about sandra bland Going once, going twice, going thrice. If you don't know this name, then I think it's time you just do a quick little, excuse me, Google search just to find out what it's all about. Now, Sandra Bland is a black woman from America who just goes about as an average Joe and had a nine to five. Um, and just on her way, just on the road somewhere, she got signaled by a police officer to actually stop and park her car on the side of the road. Now, this was supposed to be just a basic routine stop based on the fact that she did not signal as she was turning. Um, now, what followed was the police officer demanding that she stopped. Sandra was actually smoking a cigarette in her car and the police officer also demanded that she put that out. Now, of course, that's the very first sign that something is not exactly going according to plan because no police officer should be able to force you to actually put out a cigarette because at the end of the day, it is your car. Now, what followed as well was harassment, the policeman shouting, and I'm not here to put any ideas in your head, but I'm just telling the story as it is. Um, The policeman was shouting at Sandra, demanded that she get out of the car. Now, the great thing with this is in America, 
America, all the police officers actually do have surveillance cameras in their own car. So this whole incident was recorded. And you get to actually listen and uh, watch how the police officer uh, battled Sandra to the ground and how she's actually physically abused. Um, and what Sandra actually keeps on repeating on and on and on is I can't wait to take this to court because people definitely need to hear about this to a certain extent. Um, and so Sandra was taken to jail. And what followed is still a mystery to many a person who's hear, heard of the story and a lot of people in the police system as well. But a couple of days later, Sandra, July the 16th, so this is three days after Sandra was initially taken into police custody. Three days later, Sandra was found dead in the prison cell. Now, I don't know, maybe this is not my lane to speak out on this, but as someone who feels that it's humans, at the end of the day, whether you're black, white, Indian, purple, whatever you are in the color spectrum, at the end of the day, you are a human, you have a beating heart and you do have feelings and something has to be done about this. So if you can just take a moment to read up on the story, to speak up about something that you feel is not right, how in 2015 we can have someone die within police custody where things aren't going, uh, where things just aren't right. You are not demand, you cannot be demanded to get out of your car or to put out a cigarette and to be hustled and abused and tackled to the ground for no reason whatsoever. So I may not be the empresario or the big guru on matters like this, but I know what feels right and what doesn't feel right in my heart. And this is definitely one of those stories. And we're living through tumultuous times when the story of Samuel Dubaus, if I'm not mistaken as well, is highlighted with him being uh, shot by a police officer as well. Now this Samuel guy was unarmed. So we just just have to now sort of look at our priorities and what truly matters in the world when Cecil the Lion gets more coverage than stories like this. Now, I'm the last person to go against animal rights. I've been vegetarian myself for seven years because of I've seen these videos of what happens to animals and I don't believe in that. But when a lion and a dentist and the saga gets more publicity than a story like this, then we, I think we just have to reprioritize our thinking and our structure. But let's put that all aside. I do think it is a Friday after all. I didn't mean to depress or put anyone down, but I think we need to move on with a bit more knowledge on these things and speaking about, uh, speaking about what truly matters. So hashtag Black Lives Matters, but hashtag know their names as well. Just as long as you know their, you know their names and you can tell their stories and you can make them famous in this plight. So that's it. I'll keep quiet from now on. <laughs> I'll stop preaching and being politician like, but have an awesome, awesome weekend. Um, for myself, CS Anguinifin, thank you so much for listening and thank you to my awesome guests as well for making this show unlike any other. Until next week, same time, same place. My name is Sia, and I'll see ya. Unreal, uncensored, unradio. Cliffcentral.com.